the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1170, The Answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Dynamite! Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. Happy hump day to y'all. I'm actually looking a little less gangsta. A little bit more Sandy from Greece, according to uh, my partner in crime who's here with me every day, whether there's a hump involved or not. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. DJ Carrot Sticks. <laughs> you need what? I was just ready for a little like uh, Grease Lightning or Hand Dryer. Dun, 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 dun. Go Grease Lightning. <laughs> I never knew the words to Grease Lightning. I do know... Uh, Hand jive. I used to, you know, I actually, when I was in uh, college, when I was at LSU, I actually worked at a 50s, 60s club, and we used to have to do all the dances from the 50s and the 60s. It was super fun. I wore a poodle skirt, and and then it's, I alternated a poodle skirt or a cheerleading skirt, and it was big fun. Well, you but, went from doing the hand jive to talking about these politicians that are just straight up jive. Oh, but I'm tish. <laughs> Look, they're, they're doing the jive talking, and that's a song from the 70s, right? Well, it was from the 70s, right? Jive talking? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the Bee Gees. Yeah. I, you know what? In the, if, if it wasn't for Facebook Live, then I could have you queue up a little song from Saturday, or maybe even do the whole hour of Saturday Night Fever. But Facebook, in addition to data mining or scraping, as the term is, now we found out today, according to Zuckerberg, yeah, y'all have all been scraped, uh, meaning that our, our, our personal information has been taken. Come to find out. Another mission for them today is Messenger, which I never downloaded, not because of privacy concerns, because I have actually felt all along that we had no privacy, that really anything you put on the Internet is subject to be scraped by anybody at any time, whether it's Facebook and, and their uh, organization or whether or not it's hackers or what have you. But um, basically, uh, Messenger is scanning and, and storing all your photos and links, anything you send via Messenger. So I never downloaded Messenger. It's not something that I do. Do you notice with these leaks that they always come out with the number and then a week later it's twice as many? Like with the Target. And this right. one they originally said 50, yeah. now 87. That's almost twice exactly. as many. It's like roaches, okay? It's like you see one and you know there's about 2,000 behind the walls. That's how it is. You know, they always underestimate, just like the debt. You know, with the government, they never give us the full number. It's never the full Monty, if you will. It's always a little bit. So, you know, Zuckerberg is supposedly going to come before Congress, I guess. He's going to speak, I don't know, and admit to, I guess, however many people have been scraped. And I'm I'm actually seeing people deciding to scrape Facebook off the bottom of their shoe. I'm seeing more and more and more people that are saying, you know what, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to get involved in Facebook anymore. And from a conservative standpoint, we've got this woman who went and shot up uh, YouTube, uh, the headquarters, and what do we know here that's consistent with the story? We know that it was somebody that's family. This woman was such a threat, and it was so clear that she was a threat 
that you know her uh, i think it was her brother actually called the local authorities and said not not only is she crazy but she on her way to the youtube headquarters so they find her i guess the police find her outside the headquarters and they pull a parkland or a pulse nightclub same thing down there and you know i guess because you know she wasn't striking a match you know to light the place on fire i guess they didn't consider her enough of a threat it's like you think if they could have hung around for a little bit Maybe they might have watched her and been able to stop it. Yet again, we've got see something, say something, and do nothing. And I get that some people – look, I back the blue as well. I am somebody that does not like uh, – Bob Walters is going to be on the show a little bit later talking about continuing our series on education and what we need to bring back into our schools so we're going to be talking an update on Parkland down there, speaking of Parkland, and, and some security measures that they've put in there. But, uh, you know, we've <sighs> – We've got a situation here to where, you know, I, I, I never, I never, I don't like all the attacks as though all law enforcement is bad, but I also don't like all the attacks that all law enforcement is good or that it's only a problem at the, at the top levels. I think we've got a problem in this country with law enforcement in terms of the FBI as well as local authorities in terms of getting better at after somebody has seen something and said something, them actually doing something about it and stopping it. And I don't know if that's going to need to be increased, some form of legislation that makes it easier for them to stop it. I don't know. But I know that we need to be stopping it. Something else that was kind of consistent in this story is the fact that the media immediately rushed to come up with some explanation because it couldn't have been a liberal, although we now find out she was a liberal, right? She was some animal activist, you know, Libby vegan who was upset over YouTube. But immediately, because she's a woman... This is this is the as, as tragic as the story is. This is the yuck yuck part of the story. The you know the humorous part of the story. Immediately, the party of women, who's also by the way the same party that tells us there's no such thing as gender, but the party that so, supposedly respects women, immediately rushed to say when it was found out that it was a woman that it's got to been because it was a love triangle. It's got to been that because you know we women operate from nothing but a basis of you know. Um, unreconciled love is going to make us go crazy and and shoot up YouTube. I think it's only been a matter of time before somebody, instead of the term being somebody going postal, before somebody went social and actually went and shot up a social media place. Because the way that they have been um, going after people, like whether it's Dennis Prager or whether it's just non, um, not so well-known conservatives, or like we've, so many friends of mine, our Facebook live broadcasts are constantly being interrupted. You know, it's frustrating. And you take somebody who's off the rails a little bit mentally and you mess with their business and you remove their ability to monetize what they're doing on what is supposed to be a free and, and equal platform. And, you know, maybe it's a matter of time for somebody crazy, you know, decides to go in there and do that. Um, but I just thought it was really humorous um, that, you know, but at least they rushed to blame a woman on her, you know, emotions. I'm surprised they didn't blame it on her menstrual cycle. And if she was older, maybe they would have blamed it on, you know, menopause. Um, but at least that was refreshing that they didn't try to blame it on conservatives. They must have known she was a liberal, so they couldn't go there. Um, anyway, I don't know if there's anything else uh, to the story. You know, it, it suddenly... It was reported a lot today, but what I was, was kind of surprised about was, you know, we didn't hear as much for an immediate push for gun control. Usually that's immediately what comes out about this. And I don't know if the media decided to push it off the front page and not go there because there's more to the story that they want to keep from us. That's typically kind of what it is. If the story doesn't stay on the front lines, it's because there's nothing that the left can mine from it and use against us. 
Um, what was in the news today and is of historical importance is that this is the 50th anniversary. This is April 4. And the 50 years ago, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated at a hotel in Memphis. And um, what I what was struck me today was on this anniversary in a day of obvious importance historically for America is the attempts that the left is making to scrub America. You know, while we erect statues and monuments to Martin Luther King and others in this country, we've got – and something else we're going to talk to Bob Walters about a little bit later in the show is there is a constant concerted effort to remove anything the left doesn't like from hist- of history from our monuments, from our education system, from you know taking down everything from McKinley to Lee Circle in New Orleans to the Confederate flag to the stinking Dukes of Hazard show. But what also struck me today in thinking about Martin Luther King's anniversary is in the decades since he died, what happened to his movement in terms of the improvement of lives for black people? It seemed like instead of getting better, the all the Democrat policies that were supposed to be in place, whether it was the New Deal or whether it was you know any of the entitlement programs put about by anybody of the left uh, – how is it that those programs that were supposed to be helping the black community ended up with prior to President Trump coming into office, the uh, the lives of black people had actually deteriorated significantly, significantly from the year 2000 uh, to the year 2016 from when uh, Barack Obama left office. It's just now, thanks to President Trump, as well as Republican policies in some of the state and local areas where black people have been able to improve their lives. But if you look at really why their lives were not made better after the war on poverty and after all these you know, policies that were put in place in entitlement programs from affirmative action to you know, all the programs that were out there, you've got to look at it and say for the same reason why we can't blame guns for the shootings and, and rampages that are happening, we've got – that's, that's a, a cultural issue. That's really what's happened to the black community as well. What happened in Chicago over the weekend, which has the greatest gun control laws? Seven people were murdered in like 12 hours. But you know what? That's not getting any play because it's in black communities. You also got to look at you know the cultural effect in terms of poverty in the black communities where they were told, much like culturally in, in white America, that the, the focus on des- destroying the family, that women didn't need to be married or have a husband to have a kid. Just go off you know, and have, you know, have babies out of wedlock. And a woman who has a, a teenager and a young woman who has a child out of, out of wedlock has a 90-something percent greater chance to end up in poverty. These are just some of the things – that have led to uh, the black community being no better, being in many ways not a whole lot better off than maybe 50 years ago. I do, I, well, I don't know what I'm going to say that. Uh, you know, it's hard to get actually clear statistics. Clearly, back, black people's lives are better off in some ways, but I would say that they would be a, much better off if we had uh, Republican conservative principles, principles of free markets, principles of individual liberty, and if we had the traditional Judeo-Christian principles and values in this country at play, I, I think, and, and economic principles behind that, I think the black people and the black communities would be much better off. And But at the end of the day, so much of it is cultural. You look at a Ben Carson. You look at what he, would, what he was able to do because he had a mother that had him focus on economics. Not focus on getting out and getting involved in gangs and drugs and all of that. So, 
I'm curious what you guys think about either of these topics, from the YouTube to Martin Luther King's anniversary uh, of his death. The number is 888-344-1170. If you'd like to be a part of the show, that's 888-344-1170. Thanks to everybody who's listening out there and wonderful comments, as always, on Facebook Live. A little topic, you know, so many people complaining about their privacy being violated uh, by Facebook and other institutions. You know whose privacy they didn't have to worry about being violated? Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Her staffers, those IT staffers, we hadn't heard a whole lot about them, but there's some news going on with that. And joining me after the break is Don Jans, who's written the book Road to Tyranny. He's going to be here to talk about that. Then later on the show, Bob Walters, who wrote the book Facing Reality in America's Education System, is going to be here to talk about that. And we finally, we finally had a judgment, a decision today in the wrongful death case of Rebecca Zahau. So we've got Caitlin Rother who's going to be here Uh, later on to talk about that case and whether or not we're actually going to see criminal charges in that. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Andrea Kay here. We've all heard about the new tax reform laws and the confusions they've created. If you're planning on buying or refinancing, it's a must to create your financial roadmap. And if you need a guide, let me introduce you to my go-to, Dave Stapleton of First Choice Loan Services. You've heard of a certified financial planner, right? Well, look across the table and you will see Dave Stapleton, a certified mortgage loan specialist, a certification that less than 5% of loan officers are able to complete. Regardless of how much you have or have not saved to put down, or if you've been through a foreclosure, bankruptcy, or just suffering from poor credit, Dave has the experience and the knowledge to navigate you through the confusion. Dave has been leading families into home ownership for over two decades. So start your journey today and call Dave Stapleton, 760-815-8987, or visit the DaveStapletonDifference.com. That's the DaveStapletonDifference.com. NMLS number 248823. 
in America, someone coming from nothing really can create unlimited success for themselves and their family. Larry Elder, the sage from South Central here with my friend Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows, a true American success story. Aaron, I've recommended you to my friends, and they are so happy with the work you've done. Thank you, Larry. That really means a lot. We all know Larry is one of the smartest and most discerning people. So if you are selecting windows and doors, listen to Larry's sage advice and call California Deluxe Windows. We'll do for you what we did for Larry's friend and family. For the best quality windows and doors made in America, call Aaron at California Deluxe Windows. Ask about 20% off your entire order and one-year interest-free financing. California Deluxe Windows, 888-NEW-WINDOWS. 888-NEW-WINDOWS. He will indeed say, Your house can be covered with potato chips, and we wouldn't crack one. CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions apply. Turning 65 is a great milestone and an incredible challenge when it comes to health coverage. The maze of Medicare can be overwhelming. Do you need Part A, B, supplemental, drug coverage? What about dental, vision, and all the benefits you've enjoyed? Relax. Help is as close as Bridalwood Insurance. Medicare coverage professionals who can help you make the best decisions. Bridalwood listens to your needs and explains all the options available. Visit them online at bridalwoodinsurance.com. That's bridalwoodinsurance.com and set up an appointment for a Medicare specialist to come to your home or office. You've seen the ads, read the brochures, and still have questions. Bridalwood Insurance has answers. Best of all, their guidance is free to you. The company you choose takes care of the fees. Medicare Madness has met its match. Voted Best Insurance Company by the readers of the San Diego Union-Tribune. Bridalwood Insurance, the total health care connection for the best of your life. Visit BridalwoodInsurance.com today. That's BridalwoodInsurance.com. AM 1170. The answer. San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Happy hump day to all y'all out there. Hopefully you're already over the hump and you didn't run into too big of a bump out there. Hey, the number is 888-344-1170. If you'd like to be a part of the show, that's 888-344-1170. And I got to tell you what, uh, that caravan, that walkout from Honduras aided a little bit by this organization known as People Without Borders. You know, kind of like the spontaneous bus trip from Parkland. I wasn't quite so spontaneous. There was a lot of groups behind that. Well, evidently, they decided they didn't want to face the bump of the hump at the border. They're stopping themselves in Mexico City Thankfully, because we got a President Trump that's decided to use kind of one little word against people like that. No. He said, and not only no, but he said, if you continue, we're going to put on a show with our military down at the border. And then we're going to put on a show by using his pen and stopping NAFTA. So I think he's put a halt to it. And I'm glad to see this. Joining me now, who the author of The Road to Tyranny is Don Jans. Don, uh, there's no greater way to, to uh, impose tyranny on a country than to have no borders and allow an invasion of people to come in to try to take advantage of us against ourselves, correct? Well, this is – Mark said we have to have open borders. How are you doing, buddy? Mark said we have to allow people to come and go as they please to find work. That's good. Yes. Even though they don't have to work. It, 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 open borders is, is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. It absolutely destroyed the nation, which we're seeing in Europe. And you look over at Europe because of their open borders. Look what happened in Sweden because of their open borders. Yeah, in fact, uh, I don't know if you read the book While Europe Slept, which was written by Bruce Bauer, 
who uh, moved over there. I've talked about this book so many times. It was amazing because he was an anti-Christian, anti-conservative author who moved over to Europe because he hated uh, George W. Bush, who got reelected, and he decided he'd move to the Holy Grail of the anti-Christian, you know, atheist European, you know, holy grail of socialist Europe. And what he found was disturbing to him. He said, you know, he actually understood the importance of the Judeo-Christian principles because that was a foundation Mm -hmm. that would resist the invasion of through the open borders of Islam that has taken over. He said, if you don't stand for something, you're going to get pushed over and you'll fall for anything. And that's what's happened. And now Europe is gone. And we're doing the same thing in combination with the southern border as well as bringing in the Islamists from around the world. And, you know, Congress needs to act. We can't just rely on our military. No. And and Congress does have full authority on immigration. In fact, Congress, is, according to the Constitution, is the only only um, uh, part of our government that has any authority over immigration at all. And they have pushed it aside. And, and when they push it aside, people like Bush, uh, like Daddy Bush, um, Clinton, GW, Obama, all, all praised them and, and said, this is wonderful. We're going to be very, very, very compassionate. We've seen what's happened. Yeah. It, it's, it's just gone. To, and all of a sudden, this is kind of like North Korea. We were told by these people all along that you have to sit down and you have to try and reason with these people and we have to give them things and then they promise us they won't, they won't uh, do any nuclear, um, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, any more nuclear work. And, and then we give them and they break their promises. Yeah. We have to be, and what does Trump say? He says, hey, you see these bombs and we know mm-hmm. how to use them. Right. And, and look where it's going now. This is the same thing you see down in Mexico because these caravans, so-called caravans, mm-hmm. they've come before. Oh, this is an annual pilgrimage from them, and it's all meant yes. to raise awareness. What it's meant to do is be a battering ram to take us over. And, in fact, yes. I don't understand why there there is not a pending legislation, uh, not legislation, but um, criminal charges against these people. You continue to march, get close to us, and, and you get anywhere near us, and we're going to arrest you. You know, well, uh, the, the, and they're criminals. Yeah, that is the, exactly. And they're being aided and abetted by Mexico, who's now saying under the threat of a removal of NAFTA, yes. you know, hey, we're going to give grant some asylum t- to some people here. Before we get into the latest and what's, what uh, went down with Debbie Wasser- Wasserman Schultz's yeah. IT staffers, I want to go to the phones because an old friend of mine is actually on the phone. I hadn't talked to in a while and I hate to rub it in in his face. Joining me now is my old buddy Dave Elhoff. <laughs> hey baby i have mi- hey i have missed your voice i've got uh, my buddy don jans who's on the line has written a great book called the road to tyranny uh don doesn't know but elhoff and i used to do tuesdays with ak on craig's sewing show we kind of got it we had quite the battle during the primaries over president <laughs> trump i i don't have a whole oh, you are gonna yeah you are gonna make me eat it well, i know <laughs> Well, what did you want to say? Because I got to get back to Don in a minute, but I love you and I thank you for calling in. What's on your mind, baby? I just wanted to say, keep your good work going, Andrea Kay. And I gave you credits and kudos many times. I said, (laughs) there's this crazy little girl on the show and she predicted this. And I said, there's no way that's ever going to happen way back in the primaries (laughs) and all that other stuff. She is crazy, but you know what? You had your... Fingers on the pulse, and you are right. Well, and keep it going. We need to keep it going. And you know what? 
He's smarter than a lot of people take him for. I agree with you there. Well, you are a smart man too, El Hoff. I'll tell you why. Because only a smart man is willing to admit when he's wrong and actually <laughs> and actually call in and say it on air. All right. Hopefully you'll call Absolutely. back soon. And, and maybe I'm going to have uh, DJ Carrot Sticks get your email and, and get it set up for you to actually come in and do, do a show with me. I would love to have be in studio with you again. Love to do that. And uh, you keep up your good work. All right. Thanks, honey. Okay, so Don. Okay, Debbie yeah. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Okay, uh, yeah. we've got Mueller a continuing an investigation to the tune of millions yeah. of dollars to chase what is supposedly Trump Russian collusion to affect our elections and you know, invade our systems, and it's so intrusive. Meanwhile, uh, you say that there's actually 44 Marxists that have been um, colluding and assisting in a Muslim spying. This this thing goes back so far, and and it just reeks. It just reeks. I know. I know the Stormy Daniels story is is so critical to our to to our nation, and we probably should be talking about Stormy Daniels and not talking about how these how uh, M one M one was aided and abetted in some. We don't totally know what it is, Andrea. What we know, what we know, is that he and his family members were hired without any kind of a background check. Mm. We don't know why, but it, it, and that can be legal if somebody speaks up for them and says, yes, they're people of good character and so forth. And we don't know. Nobody will say who did that. And we know that 44 of the Marxists sitting in Congress all hired them and passed on a background check. And just a rudimentary background check shows that these people are not upstanding people. Wow. And then we find out that Imar Awan and his wife sent money over to Pakistan, and they both were looking to go back to Pakistan. In fact, she was already there. Mm-hmm. And then he was stopped at the airport. Now we're learning that, there was, that they had passwords to security information, and it's been downloaded. Wow. People say, where's it been downloaded? We're not sure. And we know that Wasserman Schultz, when, when, a, when a cursory investigation was being done, said that the police could not get the hard drive and the computer that he was using because it was private property. Mm-hmm. We know that uh, the attorney general of, the, of, the, of, of, of um, uh, California also would not turn over a computer to the investigators. Mm-hmm. And now we're not sure where it is. We also know, we also know that Imwar Awan knew Seth Rich. Okay. How do we know that? They, in fact, uh, uh, people saw them together at a party. Okay. Oh, yeah, I do think I heard something about that. We need, we've only got about a minute left. There needs to be some inve- investigation here. We, uh, this, is, this is the kind of thing that makes me want to jab myself in the eyeball with a pen about Jeff Sessions, yeah. who is allowing an investigation based upon nothing. In fact, it's based upon lies, not in no probable cause, with this phony smear campaign paid for by the DNC. Meanwhile, we've got all these congressional people hiring Pakistanis with, that, that couldn't pass, uh, they couldn't pass the, a background check for our own guns here in this country, but they're being right. given, given access to classified information. 
in our yeah. country. This is this is far greater to me than 13 Russians who supposedly did some, um, you know, Facebook botting or whatever it's called. And and then a person uh, um, working for the DNC that also has some pretty sensitive information is walking home in Washington, D.C., and some street uh, robber comes up and shoots him in the head, or uh, uh, shoots him, and, and eventually he dies, and the street robber doesn't take one thing from him. Not a dime out Not of his pocket was taken. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it, all, it all seems tied together. Somebody... If, if if we if we're so concerned with Stormy Daniels, yeah, why aren't we concerned with these things that truly, truly, truly are threatening the security of the United States? It's a good question. Or at least, at least there's all kinds of there's all kinds of reason. Any reasonable person would have to say, yeah, yeah, there is something very nefarious going on here. Yeah, there is, and and so far, um, President Trump can't do it on, on all on his own. He can't get to the bottom of this all on his own. No. He can't be no. the president of the United States and the Attorney General. And we need we need some real investigation done here. And we need and we need, actually need some people to to uh, be charged. And we actually need to see some perp walks going on. Don Jans, how can people yeah. read yeah. your stuff, your book, and your your blog articles? They can go to my website www.mygrandchildrensamerica.com. Uh, all one word, no punctuation, or search my name, Don Jans. And you can read my blog when you get to my website. Uh, up in the left-hand corner, it says menu. Just click menu and you'll see the blog. And my books are right on my front page. You can just order them. And I would strongly um, su- uh, suggest that you do. All right. Well, I strongly suggest that you continue to come back on the show because I like the way you rolled, Don. All right. Now, speaking <laughs> of rolling, we're going to roll along to somebody else who cares about his grandchildren and, and the children in our school systems. The, the media and our, our schools, man, you control the message and you control minds. And we got to work hard to take our schools back. So Bob Walters, the author of Facing Reality in America's Education System, is going to be with me when we come back. And we're going to talk about the latest with Parkland and what's going on down there. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998, 858-344-5998. This is one of my favorite sounds. A ship's horn is at least port for an adventurous cruise. 
And we've got such an experience for you coming this August. Our Aloha Talkers Hawaiian Cruise. Seven luxurious days and nights visiting the most beautiful tropical sites your camera will ever see. Sailing the lush green Hawaiian Islands, relaxing in the welcoming Hawaiian culture. Hugh Hewitt here. It's an escape from the stifling August heat on a decadently lavish Hawaiian cruise with me and my buddies Larry Elder and Mike Gallagher. We're even giving every stateroom two my pillows from Mike Lindell, who'll also be on board. Beautiful staterooms, amazing food adventures on each island we visit, and then evening get-togethers with the three of us sharing insights on the state of our country. The Aloha Talkers Hawaiian Cruise, August 11th through 18th. For details, just log on to am1170theanswer.com and use the keyword aloha. That's am1170theanswer.com, keyword aloha. Come and join us. We have a new home loan program for the self-employed borrower. You need to hear this. Hi, I'm Chris Tyler, self-employed mortgage specialist at Right Choice Mortgage. Being self-employed myself, I know how difficult it is to get a home loan, so we came up with a solution. Instead of using your tax returns or W-2s to get approved, we'll use your personal or business bank statements and use your deposits as income. No P&Ls required. This self-employed mortgage program will help you get a bigger loan at a better rate. Call now, 855 464 4774. This is not hard money. Rates are in the threes and fours. 855-464-4774. So if you're self-employed and want to buy a house, get cash out, or just lower your payment, call me now, Chris Tyler. 855-464-4774. That's 855-464-4774. Licensed by the BRE 01943736 and NMLS 1132583, an equal opportunity lender. The power company changed their peak hours from 4 to 9 p.m. That's when you're not producing power. I have a solution for that. Battery backup system. You might not know what that is, but combined with solar, you can program these batteries to charge and discharge at will, meaning you control how you're getting and using your power that you produced. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. After serving in the Marine Corps, I've decided to make San Diego my home. I'm not a salesman, just an electrician who wants to help customers zero out their electric bill. I only use the best equipment with 25-year warranties, in-phase microinverters, LG panels. I will custom design a system to meet your needs. If you need an electrical panel upgrade, I'm offering a $2,000 credit with the purchase of an installed solar panel system. To learn more, go to KeeganElectricSolar.com. That's KeeganElectricSolar.com. I can't wait to help you with your power solutions. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com today. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. I'm kind of hostage. I need to take a picture so you guys can see what it's like in the studios. I've got a bunch of TV screens up there that DJ Carrot Sticks has set on the news for me with the scrolls and stuff. And one channel in San Diego, local news, keeps playing these videos over and over and over again of that YouTube shooter. I mean, just the videos alone should have been a tip-off that this woman is insane. I mean, have you guys seen these? She's got a website with all these. She's wearing, like, animal heads, and she's doing all this kind of kooky stuff, man. Um, speaking of kooky, I love all y'all out there on Facebook. I got to read a couple of comments because you guys are so smart. C.V. Burton says, and Seth Rich wasn't a Russian. Right on. Uh, C.V. also says, I'm convinced that Facebook and Google send viruses into the computers of conservatives to slow them down. Hey, something's happening. Because we conservatives, our Facebook, I, I know too many people where our Facebook live broadcasts are interrupted, slowed down, all kinds of mess going on there. Uh, Jim Brown, he says distractions. Focus on Uranium One, America. I think that that is something that, that needs attention. And I actually think that Jeff Sessions 
uh, in his uh, appointed prosecutor. That's one of the areas that he's already looking at. And I think that we've got enough people on the payroll that we can actually look into all this, and we absolutely need to. And I don't care how long it takes because you know what? There's no statute of limitations on corruption in our government and routing it out. Donna, Renee Ivey, she says, hey, Donna, how's things in Pensacola, girl? She says, I want DJT to open up Obama's sealed records. Well, I do, too. Uh, Speaking of records, that reminds me of the old, uh, do kids get uh, report cards anymore like they used to in the old days? I don't know. Um, But getting uh, an A-plus for his work in the schools is my buddy Bob Walters. He wrote the book Facing America, uh, Facing Reality in America's Education System, and he joins me now. Hey, Bob. Hello. Hey, did you get the A's in, when you were in school? Did you get good grades? I got pretty good grades, but I had to work hard for it. It wasn't easy. Well, you know, now, see, we, we were born and raised in, in the wrong time. See, now, you know, they don't think anybody should get, um, they don't think anybody should get any, everybody should get, like, passing grades and blue ribbons and all that. So um, a lot of stuff happening in the schools. I don't know if you've heard the latest with Parkland, but these kids marched for their lives and marched for government control and marched for reduction of individual liberties. And now they don't seem to like some of the the life-saving measures that were put in place, correct? Correct. In fact, uh, this David Hogue, one of their uh, key leaders, student leaders, is a real example of, of kids that have been trained for indoctrination rather than education. They don't know the history of our country. They don't know the, the morals and the cultural background of our nation. So they're out there fighting a cause that they just feel like uh, can be whipped up by the leaders of the left, who are the ones paying for the big rally in Washington, D.C. He he made a comment today, in fact, that um, he doesn't like all the police hanging around his school because it would result, it's going to result in more black students being suspended for violating rules or whatever. And from the suspension, they end up in jail. Therefore, they shouldn't have any more... Uh, suspensions or in the, the police should all vacate the area around the school because I guess they have been there a lot since the shooting. Well, gee, maybe they're there to try to keep kids safe. Isn't that what this was supposed to be about, Bob? In fact, in Maryland, what stopped the shooter? A good guy with a gun. And then on top of it, Cameron Hogg was complaining that one of the measures that they put in place was clear backpacks, which is something that a lot of people uh, who work at retailers already know. If you work at a retail outlet like a like a friend of mine worked at Neiman Marcus, she had to carry in with her a clear purse because they needed to be able to see that you weren't stuffing it with goodies off the shelves on your way out. Well, you know what? This is when you march, you know, um, for government control and government to come in and implement things. This is what, particularly under liberalism, this is what happens. Your individual freedoms go away. And that's one reason why they maybe should have been marching for to actually address the cause of the problem. And, you know, instead of focusing on guns, you know, we really have a battle for the hearts and the minds and the souls of young people. That's really what's going on. That's why we need to get discipline and we need to get manners. I was talking the other night on my show that when I was growing up, like in the South, we used to have, um, and, and it wasn't even in a home ec class. It was kind of like cotillion class where we were taught how to set tables. We were taught manners and, and how to treat other people. And you know, these are the things that we need to be brought back into our schools. I agree. They, they're not, not only not learning anything about uh, history in this so country, they're not learning civil behavior, appropriate ways to act and behave and in, a, in a, you know, a society that's okay. existing. Yeah. yeah, and they're also not being taught the fact that expansion of government always results 
in limited. He's complaining about privacy. He's when he's complaining about privacy, basically what he's complaining about is government intrusion. Yet that's exactly what they're marching for. They're marching for government intrusion and and government control over their lives. And maybe if they had been taught in school history and taught the value of the free market system and the value of the American system based on Judeo-Christian principles and individual freedom and individual responsibility, they would understand that the very feeling of prisons that they've got right now, they say it feels like a prison, is a result of their activities of marching for government control over their lives. Maybe he expected, since he thinks he's so special, maybe he thought that he would be like the other elites in Marxist countries and Cuba and everywhere else where there's been Marxism, that he would be free of the very government control that he is seeking to impose on others. I don't know. Um, yeah, he's, he's a sad example of what the schools are producing today, and it's, it's unfortunate, really. Well, it is. And, you know, it's uh, it's it's a, a multi-pronged assault going on in our schools. It's not just about um, removing history. It's also the social stuff and, and not just anti-American stuff uh, that they're pushing, but it's also the social stuff. I saw today that even in Louisiana, the Shreveport Times was has done a story that some transgender student is getting to post pictures of himself in a wig and heels and, you know, other stuff. And there's a part of me that thinks, okay, as long as they're not teaching, like here in California under the curriculum that you shared with me, that we're actually teaching kids, young kids, that there's all these different genders, that if some kid wants to put a – dude wants to put a wig on himself, I mean, I guess we should let him do that in pictures as long as they're not teaching, um, you know, the different genders. What do you think about that? Well, I agree completely. And you've probably heard about what Delaware – recently announced they've embarked on a program to begin teaching five-year-old kids to explore their sexual orientation and wow. what they are. And if, they, if the teacher thinks that they need some special attention or even drugs to become more female if they're a male student, they are authorized to do it without parental consent. It's unbelievable. Wow. Well, and, and there's a few issues with that. In the supposed attempt to prevent bullying and to, you know, help the cause of LBGT or transgender kids. One of the, they're actually abusing children. They are sexualizing children and bringing them in, in, into sexual discussions way too soon. And children need to be allowed to develop their own sense of privacy and their own sense of, um, propriety over, and, and modesty over themselves and not have intense sexual stuff foisted on them at the age of five. Bob, I got to leave it there. Your book is, tell everybody about your book. <laughs> My book is Facing Reality in American Education, and you can get it from Amazon.com. All right. Now stay tuned, everybody. Thank you so much for being here, Bob. And we come back, a case that I have been following since the beginning, the Rebecca Zahau case. No charges, criminal charges were filed, but there was a wrongful death case in the civil courts and we had the outcome today what's next for this case more andrea k show coming up be sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s pressure to achieve the competitiveness the anxiety to fit in and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today in bob walter's book facing reality in american education he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are for students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be i'm sure you agree buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net
Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. If you're a homeowner, Google mortgage rates. Now Google credit card rates and you'll see that the average credit card interest rate is two to three times higher. Last month we looked at our credit card statements and added up the total monthly payments. It was a lot. So we contacted Cash Call Mortgage. They told us how much our home has increased in value so we refinanced taking out thousands in cash to pay those credit card balances and consolidate our debt. And guess what? Our total monthly payments actually went down. It's so nice having money left over each month. Make the cash call at 833-434-CASH or go to cashcallmortgage.com. We'll tell you how much cash you can pull out when you refinance at today's low rates. And we usually complete the whole process in less than three weeks. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage Equal Housing Lender. Call 855-657-9910 for terms and restrictions. California Department of Business Oversight Residential Mortgage Lender Law License. NMLS 128231. That's 833-434-CASH or cashcallmortgage.com. HelpWantedSanDiego.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Hey, Dave, you missed yesterday's meeting. You said you'd be there. True, Mr. Employee of the Month, but yesterday was opposite day, so when I said I was going, I actually meant I wasn't. Wait, wait, opposite day? So everything you said yesterday had the opposite meaning? Right. So, wait, when you told me you didn't have pink eye... I actually have a raging case of it. And when you said you finished the Q3 reports... Haven't even started them. Oh, well then, that must mean that when you were asking for a raise, you were really asking for a pay cut. Touché, Mr. Employee of the Month. Touché. If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. But if you want Employees of the Month, go where smart local job seekers find good local jobs. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. We don't discriminate against people named Dave. Dave is a common name, fun to say, and so we're using it as a catch-all for lackluster employees everywhere. Please don't write us to tell us you were insulted by this ad. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. AM 1170. The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Those of you who know me well know that I love true crime stories. I've been reading them voraciously. I've probably read every Anne Rule book, and I'm up to speed with many of our high-profile crime stories in, in this country. It fascinates me in part because I'm, I am in awe and fascinated by those who bring uh, the bad guys to justice. And a case that was disturbing to many of us in San Diego was the Rebecca Zahal case, which was the known throughout the nation as the Coronado Mansion uh, case in which a beautiful young woman was found by a man after allegedly uh, binding herself, her hands and feet, and gagging herself and uh, taking a flying leap off a balcony. It was supposedly ruled a suicide. Uh, many of us didn't believe it. Joining me now to talk about this case, which was uh, – Wrapped up in court today is New York Times bestselling author, Caitlin Rother. She's written and co-authored 10 books. She is a Pulitzer Prize-nominated investigative journalist, and she joins me now to talk about this case, the Rebecca Zahal wrongful death case. Hi, Caitlin. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me on today. Okay. Well, thanks for being here. So we finally got a little justice for Rebecca Zahal, didn't we? Tell everybody what, uh, what this means today in terms of the civil case versus a criminal case. 
Well, in civil court, uh, murder is called wrongful death, essentially, and, and the plaintiffs, the Rebecca Zahouse family, mother, um, her mother in particular, actually, Pari, um, brought this case and accused Adam Shacknai of committing three different charges. One was theft, which got dismissed during the trial earlier on a few weeks ago. Um, the last two charges that remain were uh, battery, um, and wrongful death. So the verdict came back today. The jury went out yesterday at 11.25 approximately. Um, they deliberated for half an hour, took lunch, did not take an afternoon break, which they normally do. So some of us were thinking, oh, so they want to finish up today. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and there were a number of people who will not be named because, you know, they were just informal discussions, but they thought that meant the jury was going to go with suicide and go with the defense. Um, but Excuse it was me for interrupting, because normally, I guess the rule of thumb is if they come back early, it, it's favorable to the defense? Well, that's why I was going to try to ask, answer your first question. In criminal court, where the plaintiff, uh, I'm sorry, where the burden of proof is beyond a reasonable doubt, when the jury comes back in a murder case, generally that means the defense lost. But mm. in civil court, where the burden of proof is that it's more likely than not that the defense that the defendant did what he's being accused of it's a much lower burden of proof and mm-hmm. we don't, and they only need 9 out of 12 jurors versus criminal court which is 12 out of 12 mm-hmm. if you are held liable in civil court you don't go to jail you have general you know economic damages and punitive damages if the jury awards those to you so today um, they came back and surprised surprise after five hours of deliberation just an hour this morning the ju- judge came in and said well we have a verdict wow. and so we some people thought well again if it's early if it's so fast in criminal court that means the defendant lost so here mm-hmm. the defendant is actually adam shackney and we thought it was the opposite okay. some of us anyway um because they came back so fast so there were a lot of people who were surprised. Yeah. So, um, and he has to, he's been ordered to pay damages of $5 million? More than $5 million. And I also wanted to explain why people were surprised. I, I noticed that you said the Coronado Mansion and stopped and said case, because a lot of people, I think you know, called it the Coronado Mansion murder. Murder, case, yeah. Right? <laughs> so Yeah, I wasn't sure if I should were, say that. <laughs> I know, I know, I noticed <laughs> So a lot of people in San Diego, I know, thought that this was a murder. So they were very curious to hear what was going to come out. And and also what was opposite in this case than what you see in a criminal case is the Sheriff's Department law enforcement was testifying for the defense. Mm. So, again, you're thinking, wow, this is kind of bizarre. And they went second, not first, because in the criminal case, the prosecution is calling law enforcement and they present their case first. And Mm -hmm. in this situation, the plaintiffs was the, the victim's family got to go first. So it was, everything was upside down. What do you think uh, put this over the top in terms of convincing the the jurors that he was responsible? What, was there one particular piece of evidence that was like the smoking gun? Was it the, was it the Navy not? No. not? There, there, I, all I can tell you right now is we don't know what the jury was thinking other than they uh, sent a note to the judge yesterday afternoon which uh, asked for three for information on three pieces of evidence. Um, these were collected items of evidence by investigators, and once we, you know, they, the, the, both sides were like, well, what are they talking about? Because neither side talked about these items of evidence hmm. during the trial. 
but they were in some of the documents that were sent back to the jury room, okay. along with the items that were mentioned, like the knives and the paintbrushes and the things that were collected and tested. These items were collected and not tested. And so you'll, you'll kind of understand a little bit maybe more of where they were going by this note. The first item was a piece of tissue with red stain on it right in the bathroom right next to the bedroom where she was found hanging, mm-hmm. the rope attached to the bed frame. Um, a pair of gloves, latex gloves, which was found down in the stairwell to the basement. Okay. There was a lot of discussion by the plaintiff saying, you know, there's missing DNA, there's missing fingerprints. Adam Shacknight admitted to using this knife to cut her down. Mm-hmm. There's none of his DNA on the rope. There's none of his DNA on the knife that he said he used to cut her down. He gave her CPR. He touched her all over her body. And there was no DNA. And yet there was absolutely no DNA or fingerprints of his anywhere. He was completely excluded. So I think, and then let me just say, the third thing was um, a pair of women's underwear found in the guest house where Adam Shack and I was staying. So the jury was clearly thinking, you know, something's funky here, mm-hmm. and they were looking for evidence to support the wrongful death murder. Last question for you in the few minutes we have left. The, um, her family has said, and, and the plaintiffs in the case have said, that they are going to put pressure on the, the criminal authority, Sheriff Gore, to file criminal yes. charges. W- w- any thoughts on that and, and what likelihood there is for that? Well, the, the sheriff's already ahead of the game. They have released a statement, uh, which I have right in front of me today, <laughs> statement on Rebecca's a house civil trial. Um, we know about the, I'm, not, I'm going to paraphrase just for time's sake, uh, we're aware of the recent verdict. We've cooperated. Uh, but basically, we're sticking to our conclusions, and we're always open to reviewing any evidence that could impact our conclusions. That's a quote. Um, we're also a, a willing to meet with the Zahav family to look at any new evidence that came out in the trial. But it basically sounds like they are just going to stand by their conclusion. Are you so, surprised by that? Um, yes and no. I guess I kind of was thinking at least for the public's sake, I mean, it basically makes it sound like what happens in court doesn't matter, but it does matter to the public, I think. Yeah, and it I, really I, does in this case. And because, I'm not sure. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, nobody believed that this woman, this beautiful woman, just, yes, it was tragic that her boyfriend's son died, but right. no, but nobody believed that on that basis alone, he, the father himself didn't kill himself, but on the basis of, of the, the fact that her boyfriend's son died, uh, she's going right. to strip herself naked, put right. gag herself, right. and then take a flying right. leap, and then and right. the evidence doesn't match up. You know, the American right. people, we, we may still understand that we have the greatest justice system in the face of the earth, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we think that they always get it right. And we still want to push for them to get it right, because when a family yeah. has lost a loved one like this, we, we're at the mercy of the authorities to do right by us, and we expect them to. And when it appears as though they haven't, you know, right. the American people rally and we go, you know what, this isn't right. Because we're, we're, right. we're a nation of laws and we respect our laws and we respect our justice system and we want justice served. And we just don't think it was in this case in the criminal system. And if the sheriff's department is trying to uphold the law and wants everybody to uphold the law and then and they're sending cases into the justice system, this to me says we don't trust the justice system, right? I mean, yeah. it's an odd message, I think, to send out. And so quickly... I don't know. I just I don't I don't think it's politically a smart move on their part. I think they should have said, "Oh, well, we'll take a look." Well, yeah. Which, you know, I, I don't know why I don't know why they are and so quickly too. It, it just 
it makes it seem defensive. Yeah, too. well, it does, and it you know it's kind of like they're they're being overly defensive for the wrong reasons, and then you then I get these flashes in my mind of Paul Finkst showing up there on the scene, exactly. and and right. uh, you know what what was going on there, and you know um, it's always interesting what happens with, with some juries, and like Casey Anthony didn't get convicted, but David Westerfield did here in San Diego, and I listened to right. every minute of that trial, and let me tell you, yep. those jurors were able to, to say that you know the the jury foreman said you know we didn't have to have every dot connected we just needed to have enough connected for us to 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 understand what happened and to me that's that's the this is a very similar case well tomorrow the jury is going to be told by the judge um it's supposed to be just a very short quick second penalty uh not penalty punitive damages trial so they're basically just going to discuss adam shack's nice fan uh uh finances and do a couple very brief closing arguments, and then the jury's going to go decide um, punitive damages. That is, if if Keith Greer, the plaintiff's attorney, doesn't decide tonight that there's no point in even doing that because Adam Shacknight doesn't have enough money to bother. That's the only thing. Otherwise, it's over. Yeah. Um, then it, $5 million, So, yeah. But the jury may talk, to, may talk to us tomorrow. That's what I'm kind of hoping for. I hope that they will tell us what was there a smoking gun, yeah. what convinced them so that we'll know. Well, um, if I'm working on a book, too. So well, tell everybody book. about it because we've got 30 <laughs> seconds. 30 seconds. Tell everybody about your book. Well, I I've been sitting in the trial. I haven't. I've missed maybe one hour of something because I thought they were coming in at ten and, and not nine. But I've been there every single second of this trial, and I have been taking copious notes. I've been on KUSI giving updates and podcasts on mm-hmm. dot com, and I wanted to write a book about this. If there was a verdict that came out to make it legally safe for me to write it, all right. Now, <laughs> and, and your so- website. And my website is CaitlinRolfer.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Caitlin. I appreciate it. And thank you to everybody out there for watching tonight. I'm going to be right back here tomorrow at 7. And we've got Matt Schreier on tomorrow's show. He says Mueller used him when he was a hostage by Al-Qaeda. You don't want to miss that interview tomorrow night. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com